1: so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash History Extra. Just go to Indeed.com historyextra History Extra right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Elevate
2: every morning with Tommy John's Second Skin Underwear. Boom, boom,
4: Hello and welcome to the History Extra podcast. My name is Rob Attar and I'm the editor of BBC History magazine and today I'm joined by our features editor Charlie Ho-Ho and our books editor Matt Elfen for our annual Christmas quiz. There are six rounds each containing five questions so your total score will be out of 30. We'll first read out the question and answer options and then... When we've gone through all six rounds, we'll give you all the answers and you can find out how you've done. Our quizmaster was Justin Pollard, who in his day job is a question writer for the BBC series QI. So we'll begin now with round one, and the subject of this round, rather appropriately, is Christmas. So question one, when was Christmas first celebrated? Was it A, 6 BC, B, 16 AD, or C. 354 A.D. Question 2. Which winter festival was celebrated by people no longer hitting their servants? Was it A. Saturnalia, B. Boxing Day, or C. Hogmony? Question 3. What was shocking about the first commercially produced Christmas card? Was it A. That it depicted a nude Santa, B. It encouraged children to drink alcohol, or C. It had a picture of the devil on it? Question four, where did they celebrate the winter solstice by smearing the doorposts with butter in honour of the Goddess of Sanity? Was it A, Northern Scandinavia, B, Northern Iran, or C, Southern Ireland? And question five, that's the last question in this round, when did Christmas become a public holiday in Scotland? Was that A, 1601, B, 1103, or C, 1958? Okay, that's the end of round one. Hope you've all done well there. (laughs) Now we'll move on to round two, rather fittingly. This is about New Year and to go through the questions, it's Charlie.
0: Question number one. Why were the Russian people so resistant to Peter the Great adopting January the 1st as the first day of the year? Was it A, because God couldn't have created the world in the harsh months of winter B, because it would be too cold for the traditional New Year swimming celebrations, or C, because they thought it would put the seasons out of kilter. Number two, red is considered an auspicious colour at the Chinese New Year because red in Chinese is a homonym for money, B, Chairman Mao ordered the traditional auspicious colour of yellow to be replaced with communist red, or C, it scares off dragons. Question three, why don't racehorse trainers want foals born on the 31st of December? Is it A, because according to a Tudor tradition, they're unlucky and will never win a race? Or B, they'll have to race in the year group above their age? Or C, statistically, winter foals are slower than their summer counterparts? Question four, in Dundee, the the traditional first-footing gift on New Year's Day was A, a decorated cake, B, a decorated whiskey bottle, or C, a decorated herring? Question number five. According to medieval tradition, when should you take down your Christmas decorations? Is it A, Twelfth Night, B, Candlemas, or C, Epiphany?
4: Thank you, Charlie. And now we're moving on to round three. The subject of this round is winter. And to give you the questions, it's Matt.
3: Number one. In 1795, the Dutch Navy was surprised and defeated by A, French cavalry, B, British submarines, Or C, Swedish frogman. Number two, how did Aristotle explain away the fact that he never saw robins in summer? A, he thought they estivated. B, he thought they turned into a different species. Or C, he thought they migrated. Number three, the snowdrop inn in Luz gets its name from which of the following? A, a local avalanche. B, a local flower. Or C, the local ice houses. Number four, what is Winter? Is it A, the winter preceding the end of the world in Norse mythology, B, a winter theme park for children, or C, the title of Angela Merkel's autobiography? And finally, number five, what is Sunday in Greenland? Is it A, the day after Saturday, B, the first day of the year in which the sun breaks the horizon after the 24-hour darkness of winter, or C, the anniversary of the birth of Greenland hero Jonathan's son?
4: Thank you, Matt. Now we're halfway through the quiz, and now it's round four. This round is about Christmas food. Question one Who was known as the Pudding King? Was it A. Mr. Kipling, B. George I, or C. William Fortnum? Question two In what year was the Tunis Cake invented? Was it A. 1885, B. 1591, or C. 1973? Question three Harleyan MS 279, written about 1430 AD, contains one of the earliest surviving recipes for mince pies. Which of the following was not in the list of ingredients? A. Currants, B. Mace, or C. Mutton? Question 4. During rehearsals for Peter Pan, J.M. Barry ordered this every day for lunch, but never ate it. When his friend William Nicholson asked him why, Barry said, I cannot resist ordering them. The words are so lovely to say. What are they? Was it A. Petit pois, B. Roast potatoes, or C. Brussels sprouts? In question five, the last one in this round, the Germans wrap them in dressing gowns, the English in blankets, and in Israel they're placed in an ark. What are they? Is it A. Sausages, B. Nativity figures of the baby Jesus, or C. The shepherds? Okay, that's the end of round four. Now we go to round five. This one is called Christmas Across the Pond. And for this one, I'll go across the desk to Charlie. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Thank you, Rob. Um, Question one. What bird did Benjamin Franklin want as a US national bird? Was it A, the bald eagle, B, the American robin, or C, the turkey? Question number two. Why didn't Caribbean slave owners look forward to Christmas? Is it A, because that's when a large proportion of slave uprisings took place, B, because they traditionally had to give slaves a day off, or C, because it was the coldest time of year on the plantations? Question number three. What did the people of Boston throw at the British to spark the Boston Massacre? Was it A, cannonballs, B, snowballs, or C, cricket balls? Question four. What could get you fined five shillings in Boston between 1659 and 1681? Was it A, drinking at Christmas... Was it B, celebrating at Christmas, or C, not celebrating at Christmas? And finally, question number five. Since 2011, what has Father Christmas had the official right to do in the US, but not the UK? Does A, land on roofs, B, fly through their airspace, or C, break into a house?
4: OK, thank you, Charlie. Just one round to go. This will separate the winners and the losers. This one's subject is on Christmas Day, and to read through the questions, it is Matt. Okay, number one. In 1130,
3: which of the following became the first king of Sicily on Christmas Day? Is it A, Count Roger I, B, Count Roger II, or C, King Kevin I? Number two. In 1826, the 25th of December saw the end of the Eggnog Riot, which involved which of the following? A, drunken West Point cadets, B, drunken egg farmers, or C, drunken Christmas elves? Number three, on Christmas Day in 1066, William the Conqueror was crowned king in which of the following buildings? A. Winchester Cathedral, B. The Tower of London, or C. Westminster Abbey? Number four, on Christmas Day in 1642, which physicist was born? Is it A. Gottfried von Leibniz, B. Blaise Pascal, or C. Isaac Newton? And finally, on Christmas Day in 1977, which of these actors died?
1: And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash History Extra. Just go to Indeed.com slash History Extra right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Elevate
2: every morning with Tommy John's Second Skin Underwear
4: Okay, thank you for that, Matt. That's great. I hope you've all done very well. I'm sure many of you have got 30 out of 30. But to find out, we're now going to go through the answers to the quiz. So we'll begin at the beginning. Round one, Christmas. So question one was, when was Christmas first celebrated? And the answer to this one was C, 354 AD. Early Christians don't seem to have focused on Christmas, The first mention of the festival is in a book called The Chronography of 354, written, not surprisingly, in 354 AD. Question two, which winter festival was celebrated by the end of the practice of servants being hit? And the answer was A, Saturnalia. The Saturnalia was celebrated from the 17th to the 23rd of December and was marked by a reversal of slave owner roles and a ban on punishing servants. Householders might also exchange their formal toga for the Greek synthesis, colourful dinner clothes considered too gaudy at other times of the year. Question 3. What was shocking about the first commercially produced Christmas card? And the answer was B. It encouraged children to drink alcohol. The first commercial card was produced in 1843 and depicted a family scene in which a young woman is shown helping a child to drink a large glass of red wine. Question four, where did they celebrate the winter solstice by smearing the doorposts with butter in honour of the goddess of sanity? And the answer to this one was A, northern Scandinavia. The Sami people of Finland, Sweden and Norway believed baby's journey across the sky in a vehicle made of reindeer bones encouraged the greenery that the reindeer ate to return. The butter on the doorposts gave her strength for the trip. And question five was, when did Christmas become a public holiday in Scotland? And the answer was C, 1958. The Puritans banned Christmas in England and Scotland. It became a public holiday in England at the Restoration, but only became an official public holiday in Scotland in 1958. So I hope you all got five out of five there. We're on to round two, New Year, and Charlie will go through the answers.
0: So, question number one was, why were the Russian people so resistant to Peter the Great adopting January the 1st as the first day of the year? And the answer was A, because God couldn't have created the world in the harsh months of winter. The traditional start for the Russian New Year before 1700 was the 1st of September, which was believed to be the date of the creation of the Earth, which was supposed, supposedly created at a time of warmth and plenty. Number two, red is considered an auspicious colour at the Chinese New Year because... And the answer was C, it scares off dragons. According to A-Myth, Chinese villagers noticed that a terrible beast called the Nian, who would eat crops and even villagers on New Year's Day, was scared of a little child wearing red, so decorated their houses with red items to keep it away. Number three, why don't racehorse trainers want foals born on the 31st of December? The answer was B, they'll have to race in the year group above their age. By convention all thoroughbred horses have their birthdays on January the 1st so a horse fold on December the 31st 2012 will be classed as a full year older than one born a day later and have to compete against horses a year older than itself. Number 4. In Dundee the traditional first-footing gift on New Year's Day was... The answer was C. A decorated herring. The Hogmanay tradition of being the first person to cross the threshold on New Year required the first-footer to bring a gift. Until the 1930s the usual Dundee gift was a herring tied with ribbons. And finally, question number five, according to medieval tradition, when should you take down your Christmas decorations? The answer is B, Candlemas. Until the Commonwealth, it was usual for the Christmas season to start 40 days before Christmas on the Feast of St Martin of Tours, and only end with the taking down of the decorations on Candlemas Eve, which was the 1st of February.
4: Thank you for that, Charlie. Now we're on to round three. This was on winter, and to go through the answers, it is Matt.
3: So, question one was In 1795, the Dutch navy was surprised and defeated by, and the answer is A, the French cavalry. When the sea off the Dutch coast froze in the exceptionally cold winter of 1795, a French cavalry unit galloped across the ice and simply surrounded the Dutch fleet. Not being used to being attacked by horses, the fleet surrendered. And number two, how did Aristotle explain away the fact that he never saw robins in summer? And the answer is B, he thought they turned into a different species. Aristotle noted that he only saw robins in winter and red starts in summer, so assumed that the one turned into the other with the changing seasons. Number three was the snowdrop inn in Lewes got its name from? And the answer is A a local avalanche. On the twenty seventh of december eighteen thirty six, the workmen's cottages on the site of what is now the Snowdrop Inn were engulfed in the largest avalanche in British history. Eight people lost their lives. Number four, what is Fimble Winter? And the answer is A. Winter, as described in the poetic Edda, is a series of three winters with no intervening summers, in which wars rage and nearly all life on Earth is extinguished. It is the prelude to Ragnarok. And finally, number five. What is Sunday in Greenland? And the answer is B. The first day of the year when the sun breaks the horizon after the 24-hour darkness of winter. In the northern parts of Greenland, the sun remains below the horizon day and night for several weeks during midwinter, returning around the middle of January, depending on your latitude.
4: Thank you, Matt. Now we come on to round four, Christmas food. Question one, who was known as the Pudding King? The answer to that was B, George I. George I was exceptionally fond of the last course and ordered a traditional Christmas pudding for his first Christmas dinner as King of Great Britain in 1714. He may even be the George in the nursery rhyme, Georgie Porgy, Pudding and Pie, although this is unproven. Question two, in what year was the Tunis cake invented? And the answer for this one was C, 1973. Tunis cake is often cited as a traditional Christmas dish, but was actually invented by McVitie's in 1973. They stopped production in the early 1980s due to a lack of demand. Some other companies now make similar cakes, based on a Madeira cake base topped with chocolate and marzipan fruits. Question 3, Harleian MS 279, written about 1430 AD, contains one of the earliest surviving recipes for mince pies. Which of these was not in the list of ingredients? Well, the answer to that was C, mutton, The earliest recipe for mince pies actually contains many of the modern ingredients, including ginger, pepper, cloves, dates, currants and mace, all baked together in what the author rather unappetisingly refers to as a coffin. It does, however, also contain meat, suggesting veal, ham or pork, but not mutton. Question four. During rehearsals for Peter Pan, J.M. Barry ordered this every day for lunch, but never ate it. When his friend William Nicholson asked him why, Barry said, I cannot resist ordering them. The words are so lovely to say. What were they? Well, the answer was C, Brussels sprouts. Sprouts are perhaps the most contentious items on a Christmas dinner. There are people who complain of the smell which is produced by the chemical sinigrin. This sulphurous aroma is only released if the sprouts are overcooked. And question five, the end of this round... The Germans wrap them in dressing gowns, the English in blankets, and in Israel, they're placed in an ark. What are they? Well, what they are is, A, sausages. Pigs in blankets mean different things to different people. In the UK, the term refers to small sausages wrapped in bacon. In the United States, they are hot dogs wrapped in biscuit dough or pancakes. The German sausage in a dressing gown uses sausages wrapped in puff pastry, while in Israel, Moshe Bateva, Moses in the Ark, is a hot dog rolled in a ketchup-covered sheet of puff pastry. And I'm sure you all knew that. OK, so we've got... Coming on now to round five. This is Christmas Across the Pond, and it is Charlie.
0: So, question number one. What bird did Benjamin Franklin want as a US national bird? It was C, a turkey. Benjamin Franklin thought the eagle unsuitable as it was deemed a bird of bad moral character, who does not get his living honestly. Instead, in a letter to his daughter, he advocated the turkey, although, as he admitted, the bird is sometimes seen as a little vain and silly compared to the bald eagle. Question number two, why didn't Caribbean slave owners look forward to Christmas? The answer was A, because that's when a large proportion of slave uprisings took place. Caribbean slaves used the relaxation of restrictions during festivals to plan uprisings. Over a third of such slave revolts took place at Christmas. Question 3. What did the people of Boston throw at the British to spark the Boston Massacre? The answer was B. Snowballs. The pre-Revolution Bostonians resented the British military presence in their city, but the final straw was when a wigmaker's apprentice named Garrick mistakenly accused a soldier of not settling his bill. The argument grew until a sentry struck the boy with his musket. An angry mob gathered and began throwing snowballs at the British guards who opened fire, killing five and injuring another six. Question four. What could have got you fined five shillings in Boston between 1659 and 1681? It was B, celebrating at Christmas. From 1659 to 1681, Puritans banned the celebration of Christmas in Boston. Anyone caught doing so could be fined five shillings. And question number five, since 2011, what has Father Christmas had the official right to do in the US, but not the UK? And it was B, fly through their airspace. In 2011, US Secretary of Transportation, Ray LaHood, instructed the Federal Aviation Authority to clear Santa to overfly US airspace on the night of Christmas Eve.
4: Thank you, Charlie. Now we come to the final round, round six on Christmas Day. And to go through these answers, it is Matt.
3: Okay, so number one, in 1130, who became the first king of Sicily? The answer was B, Count Roger II. Roger I, known as Roger Bosso, was merely the Norman Count of Sicily. Roger II, his 17th child, by three different wives, was declared the first king of Sicily by anti-Pope Anacletus II. This was later confirmed by Pope Innocent II, but only after Roger captured him in battle. Number two, in 1826, the 25th of December saw the end of the eggnog riot, which involved which of the following groups? And the answer was A, drunken West Point cadets. The eggnog riot broke out at West Point during the Christmas of 1826, when cadets were court-martialed for smuggling alcohol into the site to spice up their celebratory eggnogs. Number three, on Christmas Day 1066, William the Conqueror was crowned king in which of the following buildings? The answer was C, Westminster Abbey. Winchester, as the royal seat of the West Saxons, had been the venue for Edward the Confessor's coronation. We're not sure where his successor Harold II was crowned, but it may have been the first coronation to take place in Westminster Abbey. Every coronation since has been there, with the exception of Henry III, who was unable to be crowned in London when he first came to the throne because the French Prince Louis had taken control of the city, and so the king was crowned in Gloucester Cathedral. The Pope thought this improper, and he was later re-crowned in Westminster Abbey. Number four, on Christmas Day in 1642, which physicist was born? The answer was C, Isaac Newton. Newton's great adversary, Leibniz, was born four years later and Pascal was 19 years older. And finally, on Christmas Day in 1977, which of these actors died? The answer is B, Charlie Chaplin. This is a particularly tricky question as all three of those actors died on Christmas Day, but Charlie Chaplin was the only one to do so in 1977. W.C. Fields died in 1946 and Dean Martin in 1995.
4: Thank you, Matt. Okay, that wraps up the Christmas quiz for this year. I hope you all did very well. Do let us know what scores you got. Why don't you email us, podcast at historyextra.com or, of course, you can post on social media, on Twitter at historyextra, Facebook, facebook.com forward slash historyextra. We hope you've enjoyed the quiz and thanks again to Justin Pollard for providing the questions. Plus, I should also thank the BBC history magazine Festive Choir for singing the theme tune with such gusto at the start of the episode. And just before we go, a quick word about the magazine. Our Christmas issue, rather fittingly, is still on sale, with articles about the Celts, Stonehenge, the Arctic Convoys, the Black Death, and plenty more. Plus, it includes another history quiz and a prize Christmas crossword. You can get hold of the issue in all good newsagents and digitally. And as well as that, we have magazine subscriptions available in print and in many digital formats. And speaking of digital formats, we are currently running a very special Christmas offer whereby you can purchase any edition of the magazine for just 99 pence or the equivalent in your currency on the iPad, the Kindle Fire or Google Play. Look out for BBC History magazine at the newsstand or app store to take advantage of this deal, which begins tomorrow and runs until the 1st of January. Next week, we'll be back for our last episode of the year when we'll be talking about Tudor adventurers and the Black Death. Please do join us for that. But in the meantime, from myself and all at BBC History Magazine, I hope you have a very enjoyable Christmas. <laughs>